So tell me a little bit about your mindset through these changes initially. Do you mind kind of sharing what have you felt like when you've seen numbers go up or when I'm going to talk about here when we bumped up calories again, but can you give everyone a, what have you been thinking? How have you been feeling when you, oh my gosh, I'm not doing cardio anymore. I'm, I'm increasing calories. Scared shirtless. Yeah. Tell us about it. Scared shirtless. It's, it's scary. I mean, as, as a bariatric patient, we work so hard to get the weight off, to keep the weight off, to make sure that we're successful. And it's like every other day we either see an Instagram account that kind of ghosts or uh, another Instagram account that posts that they're struggling with regain. So I think for a lot of us, and for me especially, I really had trouble letting go of things. Like I think originally when you said go down to, when we were talking of lifting four days a week, I was still getting like five or six on the side and just not telling you. <laughs> what? And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it, okay. and for the same reason, like yeah. it would be one that like having a body fat scale really did help because even as I'm seeing the numbers now at 235, I I haven't been 235 in over a year and my pants are fitting tight in weird spots, but my waist is still really mm-hmm. good. So it, it's tough when clothes get tight, the scale goes up to really trust the process. Right. But it's why you have to take progress picks. It's why you have to remind yourself that you have a set goal. We have a set limit that you and me have worked yep. on. And it's why working with a professional is so important is you've really been able to see all the data that I put in and said, okay, adjust here, move here, tweak this. And it's, it's working. Yeah. Hi, welcome to the Active Bariatric Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Carapelli, a bariatric sports dietitian, and I help post-bariatric clients achieve their fitness goals through better nutrition and addressing the problems that come from typical bariatric and sports nutrition advice that just don't work for an active bariatric lifestyle. Welcome to episode 16 of the Active Bariatric Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Terrapelli. Today, I am joined by my client, the one and only Rob Demedio, also known as My Weight is History on Instagram. He had a vertical sleeve gastrectomy in June of 2020, and in fact, Rob was on the Active Bariatric Nutrition Podcast, Episode 8, where we discussed his bariatric journey. I highly recommend you go back and listen to that episode first so that you have a little bit more context into today's discussion. Today, we are going to discuss his progress since we began working together in late November on his current goal of muscle gain and the process we've taken together in adjusting his caloric intake and macronutrients, his weightlifting routine, as well as his supplements and mindset changes that he's experienced along the way. Hey, Rob, so glad you're here. What's up, What's Kim? up? I'm so glad you're on. Another day in paradise. We we are we are ready to go. My weight is up. My body fat percentage is the same, and uh, we're changing goals. So. I'm super pumped about it. I know, and I'm, I'm excited for everyone to kind of hear this process because I think, um, you know, especially with muscle gaining, it, it it's everyone kind of just thinks, okay, I want to gain muscle. That means I just need to eat a ton more. And that's not, you know, there's some nuance in that, you know, in terms of how do we do it in a way that so- focuses on muscle. So much nuance. And it's something that like, I can't stress enough. It's so good to be working with you and having, you know, a a registered dietitian who actually knows what they're doing and has a plan for this because I see so many weird things on the internet and I did all of them and I did them so wrong. (laughs) So it's been such a fun like month and a half just learning 
getting the experience and having the science back yeah, on it. So, sure. well, cool. Let's kind of give the audience just a little bit of, you know, what we're doing this year, but let's start off with, um, I know that obviously before we started working together, can you, do you mind just giving a quick summary as to what were you doing before we started working together in November? What was kind of your goals at the time? What were you doing for, you know, exercise, nutrition, what work didn't work? Kind of give us a background so that they know why you wanted to start working together. So I was, I was doing what everyone else does on Instagram, whatever uh, monkey see monkey do. It's like, if I saw something that I'd like to be like, Oh, I'll add that on. And then I'd see these new weird workouts that like Chris Hemsworth does. And I'd be like, Oh, let me add that on. And then I hear like yoga is very important for like balance and for meditation. So I'd add that on. And then I'd see this supplement definitely would help me get PR. So I'd add that on. And after I added everything on, I realized I had this hot, pancake stack of dumpster fire bed where half the things are canceling out the other half of the things. And it really took me stepping back and working with you to realize that more is not better and better is better. So the last month and a half has really been this awesome cheat code where uh, people are sliding into my DMs. They're like, what what are you doing to make you look so much better? I'm like, I'm eating significantly more. I'm lifting less. I'm working out less. I'm doing literally no cardio right now. And I'm getting results and my body fat hasn't gone anywhere. So I know that's, what's great about it. I think is when we talk about your numbers here, that's been really cool is to see that you have been, yes, the number on the scale is different, but when we look at the actual body composition measurements, it's actually your body fat percentage has stayed pretty stable and your, your weight has gone up from muscle, you know, which is great. That's what we want. So that's a good thing. Well, let's talk. So what are the, what are your goals for 2023? Cause we're going to be working together for all of 2023. I should have said that we're, we're stuck working together you know that's it's, it's it. a year of kim <laughs> you're right it's a year of kim no it, it's it's been like this awesome thing and just to like quick recap was back in november i kind of like pitched my thing to you of like look every year i try to do a full year complete and immersed i finished my year of sobriety last yeah. year uh the before that i did 435 days of fifteen thousand steps a day so it, it's trying to find these challenges so that in the next seven years I'm still keeping motivated so that I can get to the seven-year mark after bariatric surgery. Uh, They always say if you get to the seven-year mark, you have less than a 10% chance of regain. So that's like the ultimate goal. But this year was I really wanted to master macros and not just copy and paste what I'm doing on the internet or what I'm seeing. And I kind of pitched after hearing like through your podcast, like you, you were my spirit animal. You, you get me. And we just decided we were going to do a bulk. Uh, and we decided we're going to go hit 245. I'm at what? 238 now? My 238? 238 as today? I'll say it again. 238. Yeah. Let me look. I think you're 230, 235. Am I? 236. I know we're both looking on the podcast. Yes. You were at, um, today. 235.6. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, we're looking to gain another 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I, I saw, from a post of this really awesome message that kind of summed up what it's like to be like a middle-aged father of two husband teacher. Like this is not my day job is to just eat (laughs) calories in front of you and talk with you. What? Um, It's one of those. I know I wish, but no, it's, it's that thing of, I heard a message of, I'm not really going to compete in bodybuilding shows. I'm not really going to compete in PR shows. I'm probably not going to compete in an Ironman, but I want to be the fittest version of myself that I can be. And for so long in my process, 
the first 35 years, I thought that fitness really did come down to you need to work and lift and do everything every day because I saw Rocky on TBS like every Christmas break <laughs> uh, forever. And it was one of those that I realized how important nutrition was to this deal. And that's kind of what we're going for. We're going to see what the fittest version of me is. And we're going to be competing in a distance ride. We're going to be swimming. It's, it's going to be a fun summer of rock. Yeah, absolutely. So right now we're in this kind of muscle bulking phase. And I know you want to start working towards yes, this are. 245 is kind of what we've kept as our top, you know, where we get to that, we're going to start turning around. And you want to get into more of this, some cardio endurance, as well as some leaning out then into the summer and into the beginning of the school year, right? Correct. And then we want to get, I know ultimately when we first started, you were like, and I ultimately want to find my happy macro, you know, my happy macros, you know, to get to a maintenance. Absolutely. Okay. So let's get, let's talk a little bit about where we started. So when you started with me, you were averaging and and I will say, and I am sure everyone knows from following Rob, he's very, very detail oriented, which I, you know, is makes my job easy because he tracks everything, every single morsel every single ounce of liquid, which is awesome because it gives me a good picture. It's all true. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. Um, and so at the beginning, you were averaging about 2,200 calories per day. This was back in November. Um, your starting numbers, you were about 226 pounds, 18.9% body fat. And your protein, you were eating about 120 to about 215 grams of protein a day. 180 to 250 grams of carbohydrate per day. Um, and at the time, you were just kind of just tracking to see where you were at, correct? It wasn't like you had any focus at that moment. Yeah, my only focus when we were really getting together was this idea of 1,600 calories was kind of what I put myself at maintenance. Um, And so much in the bariatric community says you need to limit your carb intake, limit your fat intake. So for me, it was just how much protein could I jack up while keeping carbs and fat down? Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of in a rut. I I felt very restricted. I didn't necessarily like everything uh, that I was eating. I also felt like my lifts were just kind of there. There was no real improvement and I didn't really feel like I was having great lifts. It was more of like just going through the motions of maintenance and not really having any happiness with it. So, and then also at that time too, you were taking some, some supplements. Do you mind if I share with the supplements? Literally for those of you who want to scroll ahead, you'd probably go five (laughs) minutes because this is literally from every post that anyone has ever given. I took and continue to take. Uh, so Kim's going to do that. I'm going to be back in five. Kim, start <laughs> off the reading. No. So you were on, it was, there was a, you were taking a gummy multivitamin. You were taking branch chains. Uh, you were on five yep. grams a day of creatine. You were taking, um, yep. a testosterone booster and, um, uh-huh. melatonin, which included vitamin B6. And, and I, the reason I'm pointing, yeah, I'm pointing that one out because it, it, it also had other um, vitamins in it too. And so when you, and yep. then you were doing like a pre-workout and a vitamin D on top yeah. of that. Yeah. So when I listen to that, the first thing, you know, that I do when I'm working with clients and I, and I, you know, I think it's good to hear everyone kind of hear the process, but obviously something that I'm going to look at as a dietitian is, is what are we doing for our vitamin and mineral supplements? Are there some things that are overlapping? Are you taking too much of something? Do you need more of something else? And when I was listening to what you were doing, um, you know, a couple of things that stood out to me was you had told me that you had just had some labs drawn and do you want to share kind of what, what was seen on those labs? Yeah, so most of my labs were good, but my B6 was jacked beyond belief to the point where they asked me, like my medical team's like, what are you taking? And when I told them everything, they were like, that's not good. So they 
uh, my B6, I think I was getting something like 500% my daily intake, yeah. like some ridiculous number that wasn't uh, acceptable. So yeah. it was one of those things that we had to literally go through item by item of each one of my items. Yeah. And we started to find in a lot of the supplements, most of it was essentially just a jacked up shot of caffeine. And then it would just be random B6 thrown yeah. in. And even things. that melatonin, so, the melatonin was the one that had, I think it had B6, had zinc, B6. and like some uh, some other yes. stuff. So so when we were kind of sorting that out in the beginning, I had, I had recommended, you know, obviously we want to cut the, anything that has the excess B6. And then the gummy multi that you're on isn't, I'm not a huge fan of it. However, because we can't switch over to a bariatric multivitamin until we have new labs drawn, um, you don't want to switch to a, another one that's going to have high B6 in it, right? So I, the reason I'm pointing this out too, I think for folks is because- Oftentimes, if you go to the labs and you have something high, like one of your bees are high, it could be because you're finding it in multiple different supplements. And so um, you want to be careful with that in terms of looking at your labels. You know, hey, I want to jump on this thing. Make sure it doesn't have extra of six other items. You know what I mean? Because it can cause your labs to grow up and then we can have some issues for sure. And I think that's the problem. I think a lot of people, when we, especially in the bariatric community, you get to the point where you get on the full diet and you decide that you want to start lifting and it's, okay, I see everyone on the internet's taking pre-workout. I should take totally. pre-workout. Then when you sign up for the pre-workout, they send you emails for here's 15 other products that'll help you get you know, as lean or as mean as possible. And Kylie even talked about sure. that uh, when she was on her episode. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because two people we've never really talked before, but had almost the exact same experience of getting into this weird cyclical chain that ultimately caused less help than before to get yeah, everything. Totally. And so, so when we started, I mean, and you can kind of... Uh, you know, jump in on this too. We, we made some changes right away to your supplements. Um, and I'll just highlight a couple and then please kind of talk a little bit about how you felt with these. But we, so right away, I, because you were on a gummy multivitamin, which is not a typically a, uh, they don't generally have high levels of all the nutrients in them and a very minimal B12. And with your goal of uh, eventually we're going to be doing some endurance, B12 is going to be critical. And, and anyone that's had bariatric surgery can run low in B12 if we're not taking it properly. So we added in um, a thousand micrograms per day of the B12. We eliminated the melatonin due to that high added B6 um, in, in your lab result. We eliminated the branch chains. Do you, do you, I know some people yeah. are like, wait, what? what? Um, and, and I would just say that's because when we looked at your protein intake, you were doing a damn good job on your, your actual intake of protein. And the branch chains were just unnecessary and an added expense um, to things that you didn't need. And then I'll just finish with, um, we added in 1,500 milligrams of calcium citrate divided into three doses of 500 milligrams. and we changed your creatine. We um, increased it. We did the relative dosing strategy of 0.1 gram per kilogram. And for you, um, 100 kilograms would be 10 grams a day of creatine. So we, um, we added that in. So we increased it from what you were doing. So yeah. So we, we did yeah. all that. And it was funny because we started to implement this. We d ditched some, added others, and went through and we had our first progress picks yeah. uh, for January. And the first thing that so many people ask me is like, what's your supplement game? What else are you taking that gets this? And it just shows like how much of that narrative is out there and that people think that's what gets you the results. When in reality, it's really coming down to like carbs, proteins, totally. fats in the proper balance and just consistently applying everything we're doing yeah. together over time. Totally. And I know we always say you can't out train a poor diet and no supplement is a magic no. silver 
bullet. There is not one. I mean, certainly um, creatine is helpful, but I wouldn't even discuss it with clients unless they are eating properly. Like, right, if we are not eating ample calories, or at least the amount that's going to help us get some building going and or protein, doesn't matter how much creatine you're taking. It's not going to be ultimately, you know, long-term beneficial if you're not eating properly first. So I totally and, agree. And it's expensive. Yeah, like you, you get on things. all these things and you're just blowing money where in reality, if you took that money and put it towards meal prep or just the time mm-hmm. and put it towards meal prep, you could get such better results. Totally. So I'm, I'm loving what yeah. we're doing. Yay. And I'll also mention we did, we did knock out that testosterone booster. We did knock out the um, pre-workout. We did. Um, and yep. uh, you had, you were taking vitamin D also. I forgot to mention that. And that is continued. So yeah. Okay. And so, so when we started setting our goals on December 8th, we so remember when we started just to kind of understand what we were doing with his gain goal okay muscle gain goal he was at 2200 kind of averaging and so we wanted to increase calories to see how that would help him with his muscle gains and we jumped up to 2600 calories we also increased his protein to one gram per pound so his range was about 220 to 230 grams of protein per day that was his that's his goal at starting we went up on uh, carbohydrates 257 to 309 grams of carbs per day 75 to 110 grams of fat per day and then we did that half to one ounce for fluids uh, per pound so we were aiming for about 170 which was kind of in the middle of your range for yeah. ounces so tell tell everybody now that i've gone over these numbers tell everyone how'd you feel with these numbers when we first started rob oh my goodness Th- this was ridiculous yeah. so it, it's one of those of like after living almost a full year at 1600 calories and eating almost the same thing for lunch every day. Um, I, I got so tired of cod. Like there's a time and place for it, but I had it for lunch like almost every yeah. day. So when we talked about it and went through, it was all these amazing things of you just giving the go ahead of like, yeah, you can start eating rice or you might want to incorporate red meat. Yep. And it's one of those that because I'd lived on such a restricted fat profile before this, it essentially eliminated eliminated or limited the amount of proteins I could get. So it was really just ground turkey every day, Um, you know, like some form of chicken every day. And now that we're adding red meat in, it's a big day. Like I have my bulky O's recipe, which is my overnight oats. I have my half a banana before I work out. I have oatmeal after I work out. I have protein waffles and a cup of berries for like my second breakfast. I feel like a hobby. I have two breakfasts, (laughs) like two lunches, a dinner and a nightcap. And, it's just, it's, it's kind of crazy, but it kind of goes where tracking and all this comes into place where you have to almost be just as intentional in your bulk as you are in a cut or when you're at a limited things of, you have to map, how are you going to hit these things? Because I would get to five o'clock in the first week of messing up everything. And I'd still have to hit like a hundred grams of carbs. And it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm just going to sit in my room and eat rice and cry for the next hour. (laughs) to try to do this. So, and I know, so, and and I want to highlight too. So, uh, you know, Rob, you enjoy cooking, which is obviously a great thing because you enjoy it. So it's something that you like to do. You're, you're very good at planning ahead meals and things like that for the week. And and you plan for your family and that kind of stuff. Um, and I know that I had, you know, provided you a meal plan that gave you an example of how to meet these macros, but I just want to kind of highlight too. And I always say this to folks because some people are kind of, when they hear meal plan, they're like, Oh my gosh. And I want to say, you don't, I, the meal plan is not meant to say these are the only seven days of foods you can eat. It's meant to say, this is an example. You, you gave me no boiled yeah. chicken yeah. on this meal Yay. plan. There was, broccoli was an option, <laughs> but it was not there often. Right. 
But I, I think it's important that we get to totally. that. Um, I'm someone because I love to cook and I have my recipes and everything. What I really loved working with you is you really laid out a blueprint of this is what a day could look like to fit the calories. Totally. And then I kind of was able to see, okay, I have foods that kind of fit me each one of these macro ra- ranges yep. and made it work for each Absolutely. day. So it's one of those things that was awesome. We, we've been trying the recipes that you've given me. Uh, we love some. We have not gotten my youngest daughter, Stella, Stella. to like anything. Stella is still, oh, I know. Stella. I want to yell Stella we are like st- the movie. Stella. Yeah, we, we all yell Stella in this house. But you have to watch. If you do it three <laughs> times, like Brimstone comes and she'll be right <laughs> behind me. But no, it's... um. It's something that's important, especially like if you're a bariatric patient, you've got a family. Um, it's important to make meals that you can put on your plate, but also that you can put on your family's totally. plate. So a lot of the recipes that we worked with were ones that we put out and tried and some have become staples. Others, um, you know, are ones that I really love, but we find those combinations and work everything. Yeah. And it's just kind of helped because if my family likes it, then it means that it's good enough for everyone else. And you were mentioning kind of your pattern. Do you mind talking about um, you? Because I I think it's important to mention is obviously for... Do we want to do a walkthrough? Well, because what I think it's important is people think, oh, I have to eat all these calories. Like, no, you're not going to be able to eat three meals. Like you, the the volume to reach this amount of calories is too large because you've had bariatric surgery. So I think it's important to kind of highlight like, yeah, you you have to eat a little bit more frequently than maybe someone that's not in a bulking phase because you are trying to hit a little bit higher calories and, and protein carbohydrates, et cetera. Yeah. It's one of those things of it's weird because when like I was 365 pounds, I could slam 3000 calories by just going through like the Burger King drive through and that could be handled right there. But like to do it with clean foods, healthy foods and keep my body fat so consistent, it's really because you and me worked out a plan that I'm eating about every two to three hours. I'm rotating in of uh, starting my morning with a banana, waiting 30 minutes, having my water, uh, then waiting another 30 minutes, ha- going and lifting. Then it's uh, bulky O's in the morning, which is my overnight oats recipe. Mm-hmm. Then it's a it's a couple of protein waffles with a cup of berries because from looking at my stuff and looking at our stuff, you were like, you need to incorporate fruits yes. and vegetables, which I, I haven't done yes. uh, too much. But it's getting there and then it's like beef and ripe for my first lunch and then it's using a protein pasta to do uh, like a bulk pasta with mm-hmm. meat again mm-hmm. for the second yeah. one uh, protein shake and then sometimes it's more of rice cakes with protein powder sure. mix on it so and when you're um your meals it's a lot, it's a lot all day. i know it's like a job it's like i mean it's not easy it is, it is like it a is. job not easy and all this planning i mean it takes a lot of effort and on your half or your you know your part and i just want to commend you because you've really you've really been committed to it um and again like i said with the tracking too it's helpful because after basically after every week to two weeks i have a chart that i enter all of your um your your body composition and um because you you enter that also and then you put in your calories and i can see your calories carb protein fat and what's been interesting and I this is what I wanted to talk about too was that after a couple weeks of 2600 guess what happened oh my goodness I dropped your weight, weight. went down it was, and we were like oh crap it, it, wait a minute this is that's not the direction we wanted what to go sort of, what sort of wizardry is Kim doing <laughs> it, it was kind of ridiculous because I don't think I've ever had this issue before in my life where I got on the scale and I had dropped like four pounds yeah. and I like texted you over the weekend. I was like, I'm down like four pounds or like, we're going to up it. And we like shot it on the yeah. fly and went right back up we did. to it. So and, and bef- it's this weird thing. 
that we like for bariatric people, we think like life has to be at 1200 calories and it really doesn't. If you can eat clean and do it right, you can eat so much food and do it right and still lose weight and hit your goals. Yeah. And I, I want to comment before we get into more of kind of that, what we did to change. Tell, tell us when we first started, how many days a week you were lifting and kind of give us an idea as to. Seven. <laughs> like seven. I mean, but you were, didn't you? Like weren't seven. you at like, okay, seven. But then you, you started decreasing five, it. Five and then yoga on two and then like steps for 15,000 a day with like an hour of cardio every oh day. It, it was a ridiculous amount. Yeah. So it, it it's not really sustainable. It wasn't really fun at a lot of points. Oh. And it was also one when I really looked at my schedule, it was eating up a lot of time with that. I could have been spending with my wife and kids. I could have been spending reading or doing something I liked. Sure. And it was one of those that after the first month of working, I was getting so many comments of like, what's your gym routine? What are you doing with this? And I can't stress enough. I was kind of laughing to the bank with everyone because I'm lifting less uh, the amount of days a week. I'm lifting more, meaning that like I am PRing on my bench squat and deadlift where I had stalled out for the last three mm -hmm. months. Um and I'm not doing any cardio right yeah. now. So this is this is kind of yeah. awesome. So I know I when we started, I was you were doing you were doing I think the stairmaster, and I was like, look, if you want to, you know, increase in bulk, we're gonna have to back off on some of the cardio and increase your, you know, your resistance training, which is exactly what you did. And you you went to what, four days a week now, right? For lifting? Yeah, just four okay. days. So it's uh Monday, Tuesday, and then Thursday, yeah. Friday, unless the Eagles have playoff games and everything else that comes with that. <laughs> hey. So we, we've made some adjustments for NFL playoffs yeah. uh, because it's a good time to be in Philadelphia. That's right. But that's the other part is when you're only lifting four days a week, there's wiggle room to still hit your goal. Whereas if you're trying to lift seven days a week, you really don't have room to wiggle. That's such a good point. I think that's such a good point. I was going to say something more profound, and then I just realized I don't <laughs> no. have anything else to say. Like it, it's that's, that's it. But that so, is that's that awkward. But that's pause. profound because I think a lot of times I, I know when I've worked with people that you know come in, they're like, "Hey, I'm exercising," you know, like six or seven days a week, and I'm like, you know, how are you feeling doing that? I think I even asked you that when we started. I was like, "How do you feel doing?" six times a week or whatever it was. And you were like, um, well, it's just something I'm used to doing. And I was like, well, maybe, you know, might think about changing that up a little bit. Cause I think that there's that kind of misnomer out there that we, yeah, we have more is better. Like you said, more is better. And I think for bariatric patients, especially it's this other idea of if we stop working out every day, or if we take a day off, we're going to gain all the weight right. back. And I think that really possessed me on so much of my stuff of, if I take one day off, does that mean I'm going to take two days off? If I take two days off, is it going to be three? Is three going to turn into a month, a week, a year? Like all those different units of measurement that I got all out of order. But it's one of those that like you really have this fear that that could happen. So really having the space and grace to intentionally say, these are the days I lift. And if I miss a day, I still have the weekend to kind of put it back and go with has really given me freedom. Like I was supposed to lift today and I was exhausted yeah. and the sleep is more important. So I'm just lifting tomorrow. Yeah. And then I really take weekends off yeah. now. So like my weekends I can spend with my wife and kids uh, and, and do all the fun things that they, they want me to do now that the NFL playoffs is coming. To yes. Uh oh, so. Woo. and your Eagles are going to the super bowl. I know so they're there. Gosh. They're there. They left. Honestly, we're, we're ready. To I think go. everyone knows I, I live in California now, but I'm born and read, you know, raised in Illinois. So I'm a huge bears fan. And of course we have perennial, you know, we're the losers, the lovable losers. They like to call the Cubs. It's the same for the bears. And I was laughing because yeah. I was watching the 49ers with their like, 
when they were on their like 10th quarterback. And I'm like, gosh, the Bears, we finally have a good quarterback. But outside of Justin Fields, like we'd be in some deep trouble if we if he was out. Like and I kept. Yeah, most 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 seasons, the Bears are on their 10th quarterback by October. (laughs) It took San Fran all the way to get to January. I was like, oh, my God, it's crazy. But no, that's good. I'm glad your team's in the Super Bowl. Um, We couldn't be any more polar opposites right now. We're going to be either the first or the 31st or 32nd team. Like we are literally the number one draft pick because the Bears stink. But anyways. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your mindset through these changes initially. Do you mind kind of sharing what have you felt like when you've seen numbers go up or when I'm going to talk about here when we bumped up calories again, but can you give everyone a, what have you been thinking? How have you been feeling when you, oh my gosh, I'm not doing cardio anymore. I'm, I'm increasing calories. Scared shirtless. Yeah. Tell us about it. Scared shirtless. It's, it's scary. I mean, as, as a bariatric patient, we work so hard to get the weight off, to keep the weight off, to make sure that we're successful. And it's like every other day we either see an Instagram account that kind of ghosts or uh, another Instagram account that posts that they're struggling with regain. So I think for a lot of us, and for me especially, I really had trouble letting go of things. Like I think originally when you said go down to, when we were talking of lifting four days a week, I was still getting like five or six on the side and just not telling you. (laughs) What? Yeah. Yeah, but it, okay. and for the same reason, like yeah. it would be one that like having a body fat scale really did help because even as I'm seeing the numbers now at 235, I I haven't been 235 in over a year and my pants are fitting tight in weird spots, but my waist is still really mm-hmm. good. So it it's tough when clothes get tight, the scale goes up to really trust the process. Right but it's why you have to take progress picks. It's why you have to remind yourself that you have a set goal. We have a set limit that you and me have worked on. And it's why working with a professional is so important is you've really been able to see all the data that I put in and said, okay, adjust here, move here, tweak this. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's working. So, but the mindset's tough. There's some days I hit a PR and I'm like, this is the most amazing day I've ever had. And then there's another day where like I pinch my cheek (laughs) and I'm like, my jowls are coming back. And it's scary. It's scary, but it's a process you have to work on mentally almost as much as you do physically. It's so true. Yeah. So let's talk about that little increase we had. So after you know, uh, you know, he had been on the 2600 for several weeks and then, and he had changed his lifting. And I think definitely Rob, you, I, I will say, I know you work hard. I know you work out hard. I, I, you know, seen pictures yeah. and videos. So, you know, you are burning a lot of calories. You're putting in, a, you're, you're increasing your weights uh, and your workouts. So that is challenging. And so when we saw the weight go down, we were like, wait a minute, what that told me is, okay, we need more calories because based on what you are taking in versus what you are expending in your workouts, we need a little bit more to keep us on this, gul- this bulking, you know, phase. So we did go up to 3,000 thousand calories, um, 227 to 250 grams of protein a day. So we upped that a little bit more, um, to about 1.2 gram per pound and then, um, 300 to 320 grams per day of carbohydrates, 90 to 110 grams a day of fat. We kind of kept that pretty similar. Um, but you know, as we increase that, tell us a little bit about how you felt when we went to the 3000. Each step is like a whole new thing. Like we're even talking now about like the results we're getting each time I go up, I'm, I I get a little bit more scared of like, are we going to be able to get down? And it's part of the process, but it's work. It's because not only like when you adjust your calories, it's like I get into this nice, happy, steady rhythm of 2,600 calories. I'm popping along. I kind of know what my breakfast, lunch and dinner does. 
And it's like every time you get the answer, you get a whole new question that comes sure. after. So we we kind of, I had to kind of trial and error, and that's where working with a registered dietitian is freaking amazing. Is um, Kim had to deal with my my foolishness of like I need fifty grams of carbs at the end of the night. She's like, it's a banana. <laughs> eat a banana i'm like where do you get it it's like no just a regular <laughs> store-bought 79 cent banana so it, it's one of those where like there is a lot of math when you track it but then like sometimes there are just some plain and simple yeah. easy answers like that that yeah. work or when i did hit a gap i would literally text you like can you check my work like a math problem yeah. and you've been great of saying like hey adjust here add this move here and it's trial and error. I can't stress enough that like, when you're trying to do a bulk or a cut or anything else, my macros are not perfect any day. Like I never hit 100, 100, 100, 100 right. of energy, protein, carbs, and fat. It's kind of, I get it as close as I can each day. And I, I have some grace when I go over on one totally. and try not to do it too many days in a row, but the, the Eagles keep playing in the playoffs. You know? so. This is going to be a very dated podcast. No, I mean, well, because I think that's saying progress, not perfection. Like you don't have, there there is no perfect macro. And I, I tell it because listen, I, I, there's lots of folks out there that don't want to do macros. They just kind of, you know, there's, everybody's got different strategies and that is totally fine. You got to find what works best for you. But I think what's most important is that on most days of the week, you, I mean, really on every day, you're mindful um, and you're putting an effort towards trying to hit these numbers. These numbers, because every single day our body is doing different things, we're doing different movements. I mean, so everything changes on a day-to-day basis, but the fact that you're you're relatively consistent and in those ranges, whether you're on maybe in the low end one day and the higher end the other day, but you're still in the ranges. And so I think the the message is, is that you still can see results even when you're not, you know, you're not going to be perfect. There's nobody that's going to do that, no. you know? So some tips that have really helped me when I look at everything is um, just grilling up some extra protein. I kind of now keep either ground turkey, ground beef, or chicken thighs uh, grilled up and ready to go so that if I am short on protein at the end of the day and feeling it, I can add that Mm -hmm. in. Uh, Steamer bags of rice so that I'm not spending too much time. But you almost want to have on-hand things to do it. But what really helps me is I map out what I'm going to eat tomorrow today for a couple reasons is one, it kind of gets me the closest I can into the range, but it also then allows me to not either be too short or too full at any point in right. my day. So it's one of those of if I'm feeling hungry after a really big lift, I can just move on to the next meal in the plan as opposed to now I don't have a meal or I don't know what I'm doing for my next meal or waiting for the hunger to hit. And it's one of those that it takes the mindless eating out of the way because it's mindless in a better way where I know exactly what I'm going to eat and I just go for the next Tupperware container. Gosh, I think that, yeah, I think that's so helpful Um, because it just keeps you on track. You have a schedule, you just stay on it. And if you need to start something, you know, eat something a little earlier because you feel a little bit more hungry, you can because you already have it. It's already prepped and ready to go. Yeah. And it's, it's simple things like taking the recipe and adding an extra pork chop when I'm cooking for dinner or just adding like a couple extra uh, pieces of chicken when we're doing another meal. And it's by adding those little extra things and then having extra in the thing, you've already calculated those macros. You already have the recipe in your tracker and you just have to adjust and move it on. Like this week has been nuts and I'm running out of stuff. So I'm using my freezer to just pull recipes out that I already have the macros tracked for. And because at 3000, my body feels like a wood chipper. It's one of those that like I ran out of all my stuff meal prep by today. And I'm like, oh, God, I got to go through and find everything. So I'm like, okay, this will work. This will work. I found chili. I found another gumbo. 
I found like some extra rice packets, so it'll work. <laughs> but by having a plan and prepping when you have the free time, when you do get into a crunch, it keeps you on. Plan. Yeah, I think that's such good advice. Um, can you also talk about it? Just got me thinking about remember when we first started, you were like, yeah, I used to think I didn't have a restriction. And then when I started eating more protein and fiber, uh, things were changed. Can you talk about that? Because I think that's such helpful information. Yes. I hear so much online and in support group and everything else that everyone says, you know, my sleeve doesn't work anymore, or I I don't have the same restriction I used to. And I was right there with you. I really thought that by two years out, that restriction just kind of goes away and you're kind of at where you're at. And it's really your job to fly without the training wheels. And it turned out when I really look back at what I ate, I was eating too little and that um, essentially I was putting a lot more slider foods and bites, licks and tastes in that I really wanted to admit. And one of the nice things of doing a bulk is you will become painfully aware of how much your body can take. Right. Um, but it really has helped with like dumb snagging. Like I have to eat my second lunch at about two thirty, three o'clock. So I finish my day at school. We have 15 minutes where we help get the kids out. I eat while we're doing that. And then I go pick up my kids and make their snacks and I'm full from going from there. So, so it actually helped you kind of prevent some of the mindless eating that was happening before. Yes. Like that. Yes. Yeah. And it's one of those that if you really are working to hit your protein goals and you're incorporating carbs, mm-hmm. healthy, practical, starchy and non-starchy carbs mm-hmm. blended and mixed together really can make you feel full while eating very healthy and very totally. clean. And your focus, I would also, um, you know, say your focus on your fluids in between. I mean, the amount of fluids you take in, honestly, besides the fact that you've increased so calories work. though, but your, your fluid intake is pretty impressive because I, I remember when we started, you're like, yeah, I'm at like 225 ounces a day. I'm like, what? I couldn't believe you could drink that much. But then when we started increasing calories, yeah. it got a little bit more challenging. Yeah, it's funny how the phrase you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning has evolved (laughs) from my 20s to my late 30s. It really is one of those of you have to be conscious. So I really try to stack my day of I have my banana, I wait my 30 minutes, I have my first thing of water while I'm working out, I come back, I have my bulkios, then it's water, food, water, food, and I'm giving 30 minutes on each end of the product to get there uh, just so that I can eat a regular dinner and then have my nightcap of more water. Yes, more fluids. But so which which I think and I and I, I know I mentioned this earlier last week on the my other podcast on muscle building, but you know, oftentimes we forget the importance of fluids because when we're doing a muscle gain or bulking phase, we're focused on the calories and the food and what are we eating. But the fluid is important too, because especially for someone like you who's exercising hard and high, you know, high intensity, you're sweating. And so we still can't forget yeah. those fluids to, you know, make sure we're rehydrating, helps of course with bowel movements. It keeps our muscles from, you know, uh, preventing injury because we're keeping them hydrated. So it plays such an important role, um, but it, it, it makes it more challenging for sure because you have to separate your food and drink to get that in. And this is the part that Kim loves best in the podcast is where we'll talk about bowel movements <laughs> and the importance of you really need to hit your water goal if you're getting over 200 grams of protein. Yes. And we'll just leave it We're there. We'll leave it there. I, I will tell you that if you, the one thing I've learned from doing a bulk, um, if you hit over 200 grams of protein and you don't hit your water goal, it's not fun yeah. for anyone no. in your household or the gym restroom environment <laughs> or the gym restroom that that ten dollars i use on planet fitness they they must be so ready to revoke my membership <laughs> you guys okay fun fact about me anything any kind of discussion on farts and poops i i have a hard time maintaining my composure so i'm really i'm gonna 
But it's so true. It is true. And I'm glad that you pointed that out because yes, with a high protein diet um, paired with your multivitamin that contains iron and even calcium, all things that contribute to a perfect storm of constipation. So fluid, when we increase fiber, you have to incorporate fluids. Um, Just by increasing fiber, if you don't incorporate fluids, it actually can make you even have more constipation for a short term. So do the fluids, certainly. So that's a good thing. And it keeps you full. Fiber just keeps you full. It's a very nice thing. Yeah. It's always fun too when we do our like little check-ins and everything. And you're like, oh, by the way, you need to incorporate another vegetable because I would do broccoli because I had the steamer bags and she's like, anything else <laughs> that you like. So I added carrots. For I was like, too. yes, variety. Woo. A second vegetable has entered this the chat. So I want to just kind of close out today. I want to give kind of a summary. So today we were at, um, you, you were at, uh, it was the 235.6. You're about 18% yep. body fat, which is exactly what we started uh-huh. at. Um, and yeah. your, your calories actually in the last 14 days have, or even oh, a little bit higher than the 3000. And I think that's just from, you had a few days of, of higher intake, which kind of drug that up. But there, there were some social <laughs> events that happened over the weekends. Football. And that, that happened. happens. And that's okay. And, and again, same message that we were saying before. There is no perfect day macros. Some days we're going to be high. Some days we might be a little low. If we look at the average over the last 14 days, you're doing a really nice job, though, of staying you know, uh, around those goals. And that's what I want to commend you with. Um, I think we're on a good pace right now. And basically, just so you guys all know, before we started recording, Rob and I were talking earlier today about you know, how did his numbers look. And I was saying, well, we may have to increase a little bit more if we see a slowing down. Because remember, as you gain weight, guess what? You do, as you gain muscle, you do need to fuel that muscle, right? So calories may need to increase. We'll have to just kind of see. And and so how we adjust this, you guys, is we're looking at trends. We're looking at, you know, body composition trends. We're looking at his weight, his how he's feeling, um, each of the macros. And we make adjustments as we go. And it, nothing is set in stone. I always say that to Rob, nothing's set in stone. We can make changes. Um, and I th- and I think it, I think it's important yeah. too that a a honest tracker totally. is better than a perfect so tracker. True. So when when I have an adult beverage, it goes on there. Um, if I have a donut, it goes yep. on there. The other day, I had a coffee roll the size of a manhole cover, and, and that went on. That's there. okay. So you know, and it happens. And you're working out. And you're doing great. No, and and overall, you're doing so great. Um, is there anything you want to share, kind of in closing, Rob? Like any any little things that you've learned these last you know month and a half, or anything that you want to share about this process so far? Trust the process, work with a registered dietitian, get someone who knows what they're doing. Um, It's just so important that as you get further out from bariatric surgery, if you want to find goals and you want to find life after 1,200 calories, work with people who understand it, listen to you, and trust you. Um, I can't stress, and this is the beaming part of like, Kim, you're like family. I feel like we have the rapport, and I can't stress enough that when I have bad days, I tell you it's bad days. When I'm having stress days, I tell you it's stress days. And when I'm stressed eating, we're having stressed yeah. eating. And one of the benefits I saw is like, I go back to one of our coaching calls where you outright asked what happened on this date. And I was able to go back through my calendar and my tracker and realize that this was a tough event that happened with both. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we made a plan. Yeah. So Absolutely. thank you for being amazing. No, my, it's my pleasure. I, like I said, I, this is, this is my dream. This is my dream job. I love, I love doing this and um, love folk like, People working, you know, working with people like you makes this job easy and, and certainly enjoyable. So I want to just commend you and I'm excited. So guys, so you know how we're moving forward. Um, we're going to keep going. Remember Rob said he'd like to try to keep, well, you know, increasing until we get to about 245 is where we kind of want to go. Okay, that's our cap. That's where Rob feels most comfortable. And then we're going to make a U-turn and, and we might start leaning out here and, and adding in more cardio. Is that right, Rob? 
It's kind of where we want to go. 10 more pounds. Let's okay, go. Let's do this. Okay, cool. So Rob, can you tell everybody where can they find you if they have questions? I know everyone pretty much knows you, I'm sure, but please share with everyone. No, they're, they're where many people, but busy. <laughs> they can find you. Uh, my weight is history on Instagram. That's really the only place you can find me. Um, unless you live in South Jersey, but that's kind of where we're at. Um, and yeah, please just reach out. I, I want to help however I can and just love everything you're doing for the community. Yeah, so thank thanks. you. And, and I love, um, on the Monday night, can you talk about what you do on Monday nights? Yeah, Men's Support Monday and Maintenance Monday. So every other Monday, we have a man in the community uh, sharing what it's like to be a man on this process. And then the other Mondays, we have Maintenance Monday, where we celebrate the men and women who are living and thriving in maintenance by finding either activities that they love, uh, habits that they've created, or things that have kept them successful after the honeymoon is over. So that's every Monday, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, until I get tired so <laughs> on Instagram. That, that's yeah. what we're gonna do. I love it. Yeah. Oh, thank you, and thank you for everything that you're doing. I love all. I love everything that you post, and I think it's so helpful. And I know you know this. My husband um, loves watching your stuff too. He's always like, "Oh, Rob, I just saw his picture. He looks so great. He's doing so good. You know, he's doing all these great things." So, anyways, keep it up. Thank you. Appreciate you. It's the true testament. We we get a bromance out of this <laughs> true, thing. So true. love it. Thanks, Kim. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, you can watch this episode if you'd like on the YouTube channel, my YouTube channel, Active Bariatric Nutrition. Um, you can subscribe to the channel. Um, you'll be alerted certainly when we upload a new video. And in addition, if you wouldn't mind sharing um, this podcast, giving it a rating and a review, that really helps to get it out in front of as many people as possible. Um, because again, we're trying to you know just share people's stories, uh, people's experiences, real science-backed information as to how to adjust your nutrition to meet your fitness goals after bariatric surgery. So I would so greatly appreciate it if you don't mind giving uh, the podcast a rating and review. That's so helpful to getting it out in front of more folks or feel like you want to share it with somebody. That'd be great. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Active Bariatric um, as well as on my Facebook and TikTok channels. And if you'd like to learn more about my one-to-one bariatric nutrition coaching services, you can go to my website, www.activebariatricnutrition.com and feel free to schedule a discovery call and we can learn more about each other. So thanks again for joining us today. Thank you, Rob, as always. I appreciate you. Always a joy, Kim. Thanks. All right, everybody. We'll do this again next week. Take care.